Hello, this is Dr. Jim Bone. I hope you're doing well today. I'm going to record the uh, second part of my series on motivation. Because as you recall, I said that managers don't motivate anyone, and I don't believe they do. Uh, this stems from a course I took a long time ago by a, a very bright scholar. It was called Contextual Determinants of Motivation, so that's kind of a big highfalutin phrase, but what it comes down to is we create context to build motivation. And I mentioned to you last time a couple of different motivations. I mentioned to you Efens motivation, which is the sense that I'm making a difference in creating outcomes. Competence motivation, the sense that I have skill and ability to accomplish tasks. Autonomy motivation, the sense that I'm free to influence things that affect my life. And relatedness motivation, the sense of well-being I attain by being with people I like and who like me. I want to mention to you that people like Daniel Pink's book, Drive, and people White and DC and Ryan and other scholars are the people that I studied to bring this to you. So what I want you to know is some good social science and psychology behind this. What I wanted now is to give you specific ways, very specific ways that you as a manager or leader can build that environment to tap natural motivation. It will start with effectance of this notion that I am making a difference. Number one, consistently provide timely feedback on employee results. Let people know what's happening. They need feedback. That way they'll know whether or not they're making a difference. Two, communicate the purposes and goals of an employee role. Why are they there? Because if they use that, then they get a chance to say, I'm actually accomplishing something according to what I'm supposed to be doing. Number three, share data with employees and let them know how they're doing. Again, this is a feedback role. But it increases effectiveness because then people say, I know that I'm making a difference. And it's very, very naturally energizing to know, okay, I'm making a difference. I can work a little harder. Here's number four. Provide legitimate rewards for a job well done. Number five, let employees critique a process. By doing that, they know they're making a difference. Number six, give them an opportunity to share in a planning process. And then number seven, acknowledge best practices. By doing these things, you're creating an environment where people are naturally going to use their motivation because they know that they're making a difference just by the work that you're doing. You're not motivating them, but you're creating that environment. Number two, competence motivation. I am good at what I do. Competence motivation. Number one, address all learning styles. In other words, people learn differently. So help ensure that they're building competence by it could be kinesthetic, they could learn through touch, through reading, audio, lecture, address all the learning styles so that they get a sense that they're increasing their competence. Number two, train to specific needs in projects. In other words, if you have a project that requires a new way to look at, I don't know, structured query language, train to that so they feel like they're increasing their competence in a role. Number three, mentor and share your knowledge. 
by mentoring and sharing, they're getting a sense that they're gaining and learning more. So that, again, will increase that natural motivation to want to be competent. Number four, make clear the idea that there are no stupid questions, that learning trumps winning, learning trumps winning. Number five, use a job rotation that makes sense. Don't just throw somebody in a job just for fun. Give them a job rotation that's going to increase their competence. Uh, people take great joy in increasing their competence. So if you give them a job that's going to be meaningful to them, that'll increase that sense of motivation. Number six, ensure that they understand new information. You want to increase their competence, make sure that they've got it, that they're not just sort of nodding their head. And then number seven, provide clarity of organizational structures. Why is that important in competence? Because then they know how their skill set is actually impacting the organization. They want to know where to apply pressure, where to apply energy, how to improve their competence so that they can probably increase their position in the uh, company. Number three, big one, autonomy motivation. I have freedom to influence. Number one, demonstrate trust and don't manage. I can't say that enough. Doesn't mean that you necessarily have to not pay attention to what people are doing. And again, that's based on Blanchard and those guys, and they talked about um, the notion of different kinds of leadership theory based on situational situations. But uh, don't micromanage, help. But you want to give them the opportunity to have some autonomy or freedom. Number two, ask and listen. Autonomy is the ability to express. Number three, provide guidelines and get out of the way. Number four, provide structure in decision-making, but leave the details to the followers. Number five, be flexible. It doesn't have to be your way or the highway. Autonomy means allowing them to have some freedom to do some things that you might not do it their way, but give them the chance to do that. And number six, keep team members involved process because they're having some influence from their own freedom. Freedom is a huge, huge motivator, uh, a natural motivator. In fact, the history of the world is a history of freedom. Think about that one for a while. I'll provide number seven, active communication that helps people make good decisions. So that's autonomy motivation, giving them some freedom uh, so that they can be engaged. And that will, again, create natural motivation. And then the last one is relatedness motivation or I like these people and they like me. Share success as a team. People like to win as a team. They like being part of something together. The, the smiles that are around the room, maybe some pizza, you talk about the successes, it's really good. It activates natural motivation because I want to be related to these people. Uh, number two, share best practices. Again, within the team, by sharing that, they're getting a chance to influence each other and enjoy the fact that others in that team are having good success. Number three, plan social outings. This takes a little bit of work on the part of a manager leader. Let me give you a quick example. I once had a team outing teaching baseball to a group of IT engineers from India. What fun we had watching cricket players attempt to learn American baseball. It was hilarious, but we bonded using natural relatedness motivation. Number four, use the entire team on big projects. Make sure that everyone has a voice in that, that they're participating. I remember one project, we had 50 people on the team, um, but they will feel part of that. They're part of a team, they're related to each other. 
and social bond. Number five, make room for people to laugh. Uh, this is wise leaders know how to make room for people to laugh, especially under pressure. Number six, work with other leaders to create departmental engagement. This takes more work. But give people and other departments a chance to work with your department, your department to walk, work with them. Again, creating the notion of I'm related to these people. And then find one-on-one, conduct one-on-ones uh, with each other to help develop professional rapport with each other. In fact, you can coach people even how to work within the team and relatedness. So the four m- motivations are effectiveness motivation, I'm making a difference. Competence motivation, I'm good at what I do. Autonomy motivation, I have freedom to influence. And for relatedness motivation, I like these people and they like me. Now, once you make way for motivation, get out of the way. Leaders that create the conditions for natural human motivation, they cause that through careful, thoughtful, intentional, and deliberate actions. Leaders use their own motivation to draw out the motivation of others. Let me say that one more time. Leaders use their own motivation to draw out the motivation of others. You're going to create an environment where these natural motivations arise and you will have a powerhouse team. This is Dr. Jim Bone. Have an outstanding day.